Blah! The spooky Halloween audio problems have returned, this time to mess with Ash's audio. She has been cursed to sound terrible for the entire episode. Ooh. I mean, do you guys want to know it's a Rotten Tomato score? No! Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're actually any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. And Sam has a problem. She can't let go of Halloween. Um, Guys, let's make it last forever because we all have to admit this is the best holiday. Um, also, I can forward yeah. Ash the picture of me and Cherub from last year because our costume was fucking on point. What was it? Uh, I had three costumes last year because last year was the best Halloween ever because I got to spend it with Ash. Didn't you try to do Princess Bride with Cherub? No, that was one of oh. the ideas. What we ended up doing was Grease. And oh, yeah. Cherub, so you just greased up the dog? No, Cherub was Sandy. And she had a very dog. beautiful poodle skirt and a blonde wig, which she wore like a fucking pro. <laughs> and I dressed up like... Like Danny Zuko, and everyone at my work thought I was a guy, and they were asking who the new guy was in production, and it was oh, me. No. Wow, it was great. So, I have no, I, I I don't know any of those names you just said. You don't you, what? what? You've never seen Greece. Never you don't even know Greece. what the word is. You've never seen. Well, I've Greece? I've heard of Greece. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I guess we should do. Yeah, but I don't think it will hold up. It. Right, it's so pretty I guess rapey. This week we're watching Grease. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, Halloween's not over yet. I'm ready that, to keep it going, guys. That was pretty scary, right, Sam? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. My heart fluttered there with the thought of us not doing this movie. So well, I like how we put it on the poll, and Sam's just like, "Nah, fuck that. We're doing it Vito anyway, even though it didn't win." Um, so you guys what all are agreed. We watching Sam. Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow. You I'm know, so if you ready. say it three times, it will appear. Yeah, it <laughs> will. Christopher Walken will appear with a pumpkin. <laughs> I forgot Christopher Boy, Walken was stuck. in this. Yes. Oh, come on. How could you forget? It's the best. Because he doesn't yeah. have I mean, a we, head. We already know it's a good film because yeah. Christopher Walken is in it. Yeah. And I think maybe also boobs. Yeah. I don't know. I of can't remember. Of course there's boobs. I mean. That is kind of a, a weird choice. Like. Why would you cast a recognizable actor as the character without a head? Yeah. Why just not? kind of coming off the rails there, Tim Burton. I don't know. I buy it. Really they, did it in, uh, they did it in uh, Frank as well. Yeah. With fish. Fish. Fish something. <laughs> Wait, what? Fastbender. What? Fa- oh, Fastbender. Fishbender. <laughs> Michael Fishbender. <laughs> <type of> bending. <laughs> He's actually the last Fishbender. <laughs> So yeah, this is Sleepy Hollow from 1999, directed by our oh. old pal Tim Burton, who we saw 99? fairly recently when we watched uh, um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, which was Yo, not, guys. but maybe should have been Halloween times. Nah, I feel like Beetlejuice is an everyday time. So yeah, we've only seen one other Tim Burton movie in this podcast, but He's got a lot of stuff that I think we're fans of. We, we've talked about watching Pee-wee, but we never quite got around to that. 
He did that? I didn't realize that. That was his first, like, uh, full-length movie. He's done a lot of shorts and, you know, visual effects and artwork. You're, are you not counting Nightmare Before Christmas, or was that before? He that? was technically well, a producer on that. Yeah, you don't do count Nightmare that. Christmas, but when I, I'm pretty sure Nightmare was quite a bit later than that. I'm like gonna have to look it up now. Or 95. I thought Nightmare was like one of. Oh, I guess misconceptions. Well, are we all looking up at the same time? So I'm Nightmare Before Christmas was 93. Yep. Yeah, so it was one of one of his first, but I guess. Well, that would have been after, that would have been between Batman Returns and Ed Wood. So it was quite a ways, you know, later. It was after Pee Wee and Beetlejuice and both Batmans and after Scissorhands. So yeah, this is Sleepy Hollow based on The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving, also of Rip Van Winkle fame. Um, One of the original American classic stories. Um classic uh halloween time story that tim burton put his i wouldn't say modern spin on because it's not set in modern times but he did his tim burtony thing to it it took a ghost mm-hmm. story and made it fucking weird made it i think quite I a bit longer like yeah i feel like this is generally pretty normal for a tim burton yeah, like, yeah. like it's not that weird oh no it's definitely really. on the tim burton reservation totally <laughs> Like there's yeah, this... but it's not like the weirdest thing. No, it's been. not like the Mad Hatter movie or whatever that was. Alice yeah. in Wonderland with like crazy it's, heads and. It's like when you go to Taco Bell and they've got like twenty different things, but they're all made of the same basic ingredients. Uh huh. You know, you, you've got Johnny Depp, and you've got like not quite scary, but scoop spooky so, Halloweeny. So this like, one is like the bean and cheese burrito of Tim Burton. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yeah. like and Alice in Wonderland would be like the Mexican pizza or like the um what's the one that's like the the tostada wrapped inside a burrito crunchwrap. Crunchwrap. Yeah. I love this analogy. Right. This is a good analogy. But when you look at the menu, you see Sleepy Hollow and Sweeney Todd right next to each other and you have a really hard time figuring out what the difference is between them. Fair. Okay. Because they have, like, the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, one has sour cream. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like a burrito and then a chimichanga. It has more flair. <laughs> it's, no, Sweeney Todd is like is like the uh, burrito of Sleepy Hollow dropped in the dirt. Sam, are you hungry? Really hungry, guys. <laughs> I promise I'm not stoned. So I guess the, the other good reason to be doing this movie is the the other huge Johnny Depp movie that we're all excited about coming out in just a few short weeks. Wait, what? It's a movie with a giant Johnny Depp in it. It's a huge yep. Johnny Depp movie. Is it the Harry Potter one? There you go. The uh, Grindelwald. I can tell I everybody's super thrilled about Grindelwald. I, I didn't really want to be, but they really fucked it up. Yeah. The, what's the guy's name who was playing the guy that Johnny Depp was pretending to be? He was a way better bad guy than Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, God. Now it's Colin. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Firth? Farrell? No, not, not Firth. Farrell. <laughs> this is the, the series where they're not locked to only British actors, so they can have people like Colin. Well, no, Colin Farrell's Irish. Well, he might have snuck into Harry Potter. It takes place in uh, New York. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really, I want it. Like, I'm so torn because I, I want to see another Harry Potter movie, but I don't know if I can get on board with the anti-LGBT and Johnny Depp. Wait, is he anti-LGBT as well as a wife beater? No, the movie is uh, completely ignoring the fact that um, that Dumbledore is gay. But so did the that... books. But is he even in those? <laughs> yeah, but like J.K. Rowling like came out and said like yeah he's gay and like he had a relationship with this other character that we're seeing in this movie uh-huh. and like if you go back and you reread the books with that context it's fairly obvious that they had a relationship going on. I support that, but she yeah. should have put it in the book. She shouldn't have retconned it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, anyway. I don't know. I didn't read these books or any of them. Well, the these weren't one. books. No, the, yeah, these, these weren't, weren't books. These are, so this is based off of the play, right? Right? No, not no. even. <laughs> I don't know. So these are based I mean, we're, we're getting off on a Harry books. Potter thing, but there was a Fantastic Beasts book, but it was yeah. like this reference guide to the beasts. It was just like. It was like a textbook. Here's gotcha. this animal and it does this thing. But the, so, the movie was a new story written specifically for the movie. Oh. Yeah. So it's about the author of the textbook, Newt. Uh, and it's about his life, but it takes place in the past. Yeah. From the Harry Potter world. And so um, Dumbledore is younger, and we see him in Grinwald. And, like, they're really, I don't know if you remember from the books, but, like, they were friends in the books. Hmm. They have, like, a relationship, and they were, like, plotting to sort of make this like new wizard government and then Dumbledore ended up battling him and they became enemies but it's like mm-hmm. I guess it's it's supposed to be that they had like a, a sexual relationship yeah they were that clearly together. ended very poorly <laughs> yeah yeah it's not every day you try to murder your significant other is that just like there's no divorce lawyers in the wizarding world and that's just how you do it it's like the old times in america like you you settle shit by dueling yeah like bitch let's take this out back is that how divorce worked (laughs) that's not how divorce worked that's how political rivals is that is that plot line any more lgb friendly than than just not mentioning it like making doing a whole they, that is, the plot line Sam just suggested is completely fabricated by Sam. <laughs> that is not what happened. They didn't get into a fight because of their relationship. Settling with a magic duel? Because this is a movie I would pay to see. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know where to go from this, but you should cut this out. This is horrible. Yeah. Um, sleep. This has been our Harry Potter fan cast. Like that thing where they replace all of the uh, all the mentions of wand in the book with Wang. <laughs> That's a thing. That's awesome. It's very funny. <laughs> Find and replace. So we do have another uh, Harry Potter connection. Michael Gambon is in this movie. Uh, the second Dumbledore guy. The oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, Dumbledore two point oh. Yeah. Dumbledore two. I remember struggling with that because, like, I just kept thinking of his character from Sleepy Hollow. Huh. I don't remember him being in it, but clearly it's been a long time. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Do you remember who else is in this movie? Uh, The chick with the big eyes. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Thank you. What did you say, Sam? The chick with the big eyes. 
Oh. She's like giant Wait, doe is, eyes. Is she actually the chick with the big eyes in the movie Big Eyes? No. No, I well, think that's the other chick know. with the big eyes, which is Amanda Seedfried. Oh, is no, that I who it is? Isn't it Amy Adams? Man, <laughs> Clearly we know our shit right Amanda now. Seedfried and Roy. Yeah, it's Amy Adams. Okay. It's funny because I feel like Christina Ricci hasn't been in other Tim Burton movies, nor Christopher Walken. And they both, they're like the spooky people. And it seems yeah. like they should be in more Tim Burton movies. Well, that's because he found Helena Van Carter, Bonham. whatever her Bonham name is. Carter. Bonham Carter and became obsessed and replaced, he copied and replaced all with became her. Became obsessed and then married her. They didn't get married. And then divorced. Planet of the Apes was his first time with Helena Bonham Carter. And then she's like in everything after that. Hmm. Yeah. Until like hmm. a couple years ago when they finally split up. Mm-hmm. Oh, was Christina Ricci and Ed Wood? I, no, I no, mean Sarah um, Jessica Parker. Sir, I was gonna say we're having a real like identifying Hollywood's <laughs> women problem. Yeah, who yeah. are these yeah. people? So we also have Casper uh, Van Dien, who you probably know and love from Starship Troopers. Hmm. And Christopher Lee is in this, and I don't even remember Christopher really? Lee in that. Oh yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Wait, which one? Is- which one is Christopher Lee? I think I'm thinking of Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Christopher Lee was one of those old Hammer horror actors, um, but he was in the the, the Star Wars prequels, um, Count Dooku. Oh, okay. okay. He was one of the Lord of the Rings evil wizards. The guy with the obviously bad guy name, Saruman. Oh, yes, yeah. Saruman. That sounds a lot like Sauron. Sounds like sour man. man? His superpower is sadness. He's sorrow man. I just always felt like like those villains. It was like this is like his his name. The big guy, the eye in the sky. His name is bad guy. And then this guy's name is like baddish guy. (laughs) But he's on our side. Like mm -hmm. that. I always had that with uh, Green Lantern. His main villain is Sinestro. (laughs) <laughs> and the way the story goes like sinestro is his friend who betrays him it's like come on man you trusted sinestro you didn't see that turn coming but you were my sinestro <laughs> so sam why dude why are we watching this i don't know it's just one of those movies <laughs> that's a great answer <laughs> It's just one of those movies that I just want to watch at this time. Like, I'm pretty sure I've been suggesting it for years. Yeah. Yeah. Ash is on my side. She knows what's up. Oh, yeah. It's, I feel like it's just one of those movies that's like just embodies the Halloween spirit. And it's super fun without being too scary or too gory. So it hits that like magical note where it's definitely not something you'd show to a kid. But, like, fun for people that don't love slasher films and, like, gory, nasty stuff. I feel like I was a kid when I saw this movie. Yeah, but yeah, not, I like, like a little kid. I don't think a a showing this to kids. Uh, I mean, like... It's rated. It's rated R. Yeah. Really? I don't, I don't think yeah. it's something you'd want to show to, like, anything huh. less than a preteen. The R. You know? I'm pretty sure oh, there's really? some, like, sexy scenes. I th- yeah. Interesting. I do not it, remember it being, like... There is R-worthy. some gory stuff. I remember it being quite... Um, softball. No. I think it's because, like, in your mind, you just don't want to like 
tie sexy thoughts and like anything Tim Burton together. <laughs> well, yeah. there, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of shots of Christina Ricci's bosoms. <laughs> yeah, but what about Edward Scissorhands? Like Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands? I, I, I have to ask. It's romantic, but not sexy. I'm not like, yeah. Is it, oh. is it, is it bosoms because it's old timey Ash? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I I'll, I think that's fair. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands is rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would expect every Tim Burton to be PG-13. I would expect no. that to be just part of the packaging. I think like, this one PG-13? has a little more of an edge than you remember. That that would be wow. interesting. Be- mm-hmm. Beetlejuice is PG, guys. Yeah. No. Yeah, I believe that. Like there's nothing they too turn bad. It into a kids show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense that that cartoon exists. <laughs> I'm still I'm still bitter about that. So why do you like this film, Sam? Yeah, it's just it's just like really awesome at in like capturing the spirit of the season and it feels like fall. It's a little creepy but still actiony adventure. There's a little bit of mystery. It's got kind of that old-timey look to it without being too Are much of a doing slam piece. poetry right now. <laughs> Am I? I don't know. I've it's had a beer mystery. on an empty stomach. I, it's I, Halloweeny and autumny. <laughs> Sorry, I'll take it. I don't know. Sure, um, give me give me a beret. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah. No, I think I don't. I don't know what else I can say because I haven't seen it in a long time. But it's just fun. How long has it been since you've seen it? I don't know? even know. I remember college. Early? College, I think. Brett had me watch it, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I think that's going to be too gory for me. He's like, no, shut up, Sam. Quit being a baby. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, and then like, headless horseman. She's like, headless? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they must have really played up the, like, goriness in the advertising. Were you like, mm. don't worry, it's cauterized? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would assume I Sam's more comfortable with nearly headless. Yes. Oh, that like is, I just rewatched Harry Potter, and that part was pretty nasty, gory. But I feel like they mm. kind of underutilized him for that, though. In Harry Potter, yeah. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what else I can say other than it's just like fun, and it's a really good like fall movie to watch. Is that your your expectations as well? Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be some dated stuff. My initial... Well, it is a period piece. Y- yeah, I mean, dated isn't, like, does not hold up. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I think probably in regards to the special effects would be my guess. Um, mm. I, the story is pretty old, and I don't remember too much deviation from kind of the standard story with, like, a little mild twist. Um. So I don't think we're going to have kind of like an unexpected, accidentally sexist thing. Like, <laughs> well, it, oh, my misremember. I could be forgetting some major well, I'm stuff. I'm saying like the time, like the time period that it takes yeah. place in. Yeah. I think there will be a time period accurate sexism. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but she's going to be like, I think I've solved it. And everyone's going to be like, you couldn't possibly have done that woman. Exactly. Yeah. Burner. And, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I, no, of course, like, for the period, like, oh, my women, they can't yield a sword. <laughs> like, I expect that sort of thing, but I don't expect, like, modern sort of, like, sexism. 
Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Sexism mm-hmm. for Side the bar, modern era. I yes. wasn't expecting Chilling Adventures of Sabrina to be so me too. If you keep watching it, it's like, wow. Oh, yeah. It's very me too and very yeah. like trans rights and like a little social justice warrior y, which I appreciate, but it feels a little heavy handed. Like a little disingenuous because like this is what all the kids care about now. So I guess we should put it in here. Yeah, it's weird seeing like, I mean, it's great seeing representation, but it's super weird seeing like stuff that's like this is only in here because they know it's going to make money because of it. I mean, okay, so so Gina Davis, her whole thing about women gaining equality in film is that. Does she write it? No, 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 no. This is this is something different. So she has this whole like thing that she goes around to studios and talks about. And she says, she says like, take your script, write it as normal and then just flip, flip it so that half the characters are women. Don't rewrite the characters. Don't make them feminine. Just change the pronouns and change their names. So what, what that accomplishes is like it, it doesn't have women in your story for the sake of being feminine it just they just are women just are in the story so that's not quite where we're at with trans characters they're in there to be trans not hey it's a character who happens to be trans like well so here's here's the the weird thing with that nowadays though is it's like it's not uh yeah, it's it's not the 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 standard uh, where you write a male character and flip it. Now they're writing st- the stereotype of a strong female character, which is like it. You know, I don't know. What are you whining about? <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's I think that's the part that feels disingenuous. Is it's not like the the regular well-rounded character that happens to be female i don't actually i haven't watched the show i'm just saying like a trend i've noticed in general uh mm-hmm. but it's not a well-rounded character that happens to be female it's a hashtag strong female character which is becoming like its own trope that it seems to exist in movies just because yeah so anyway <laughs> back to sleepy hollow do you want to go back to Sleepy Hollow? We won't find any of that here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have none of that equality in Sleepy Hollow. If I remember, Christina Ricci's character was pretty... I think her character was pretty cool. I think she was really proactive, if I remember correctly. And she wasn't just like a damsel in distress. Eh. I could be wrong. Eh. It's been a long time. I think, I think she's mostly a damsel in distress. Okay. Who, who does dumb things sometimes, oh, I think. Okay, because I thought she had, like, a pretty cool battle thing, but I could be wrong. So I think the last time I saw this was, I, I think this movie was at a disadvantage because it was around that time when I when DVD first started being a thing, and you would buy, like, five DVDs and watch those same movies over and over. And I think I wore this movie out. I remember really liking it. And uh, now I don't remember where the line was, but now I'm on the side of that movie's kind of old and worn out. Like, it's not interesting anymore because it's been overplayed. Mm -hmm. Very likely that it's my fault for having overplayed it. You know, in the way that the wedding singer in The Matrix at that time would have been played a few too many times. (laughs) Definitely. 
Um, but I definitely, there, there was a point where I really liked it and then a point where I was just sick of it. And mm-hmm. now it's been, I don't know, 15, 18 years. I mean, it's been a while. So I don't know. I, I don't know how this movie is going to play this time around. But I do think that Johnny Depp, though flawed, is an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I know he does a lot of that, like, what was it? I feel like, Brett, we were talking about this maybe last year or the year before, this idea of it's spoopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like this Scooby-Doo goofy version of scary. Mm-hmm. And that's not my favorite version of Johnny Depp. I think he, he has a tendency to do that. And so does Christina Ricci. Um, Spooby, do- Spooby Depp. Yeah. You know, Spooby why does she have that connotation? Christina was- Ricci. Yeah, she was in Casper. Because of Adam's family. And a- oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she yeah. landed at the time when she, she just was that person who landed those roles and then got stuck with those similar roles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I get it. I mean, typecasting? Yeah. Hey, it gets you work. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm cautious about this. I'm not, like, super thrilled, but I there definitely was a time when I really liked it, so... Plus, it's got walking in it. Yeah. What do you think, Brett? What are you expecting? So, I'm trying to look this up because Brett's I don't busy. Quite, I don't quite remember, but I saw this movie. Uh, my cousin took me to go see it, uh, and he. This is a rated R movie. And <laughs> that's a pretty cool cousin. Uh, well, so he told his mom. We were going to go see, I believe it was Pokemon. What? These were the same year? They were the same month, I believe. Uh, And he said, we're going to go see the the Pokemon movie. And I was like, aw, yeah. And we got to the theater and we bought tickets and he didn't say Pokemon. I was like, what is this? What are we doing? And he's like, we're going to go see this movie. Look at this shit. Christopher Walken. He's in it. His teeth are all pointy. I heard that he actually filed his teeth down. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? This is going to be terrifying. Uh, And so we watched that movie and it was, it was okay. But, uh, now thinking back on it, um, I uh, I gotta I gotta disagree. I think this is gonna be a bad movie, Sam. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like to go into movies super pes- pessimistically, um, but I'm not certain there's a lot here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Christopher Walken is in it, and I don't think he says anything. Yeah, I think that's which true. Which is like. The why, like, what does Christopher Walken do if not say things? <laughs> Dance, yeah, he, he dances. dances. <laughs> that's that is the answer, yeah. That's yeah. the other Sam tie in. I guess he's a, the fat boy slim dancer, right? Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, so uh, I think this is like. I don't know, it's just, this is like the prime spooky depth for sure, spooky depth, sorry. Uh, but I'm not, I just, I don't think this movie is very spoopy. Maybe it will be, but I'm not sure that it will be. It's spooky. <laughs> That's a lot of unsureness. On like the same level as like Beetlejuice is spooky. You know what I mean? But, like, I think it's, it's like, a little more dark. Hold on. Beetlejuice has, uh, not spooky, Beetlejuice has a high spoopiness value. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and I I don't think this movie has a high spooky or spoopiness value. That is my prediction. I would agree. <laughs> but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, like we watched the original Halloween, and I wouldn't say that of, of that movie either. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't very scary. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think there's something cool with, like, flames in this. But I hope <laughs> there's a cool flames thing that happens. On the side yeah. of somebody's face. I think you're right. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think literally, but we'll okay. see. Yeah, I think it's in the tree. I was going to say, I think they burned down a house. <laughs> Maybe. I think we're going to have to watch the movie and find out. Yeah. What yeah. are you expecting from this, Ash? Uh, I really love this movie, but I also haven't seen it in a long time because I've been waiting for us to watch it on the podcast. So I think the last time I saw it might have been college as well. Um. But yeah, I I loved this movie when it came out and I kind of became like obsessed with it. But I always became obsessed with Tim Burton's early films because I just love them. Um but I also really remember loving the um the behind the scenes for this movie and because it was the time period when like the behind the scenes for movies actually were good and they like actually like took you through like the scenes and so, how they did that. So you the mean the time before the internet when we were really like searching for things to entertain us? Uh, I guess I just, <laughs> there was a time period in like the mid, it was either, well, it was like the golden the age nineties or early two thousands where behind the scenes turned into the actors just telling you recapping the story narrative of the film that you just watched <laughs> yeah. and us watching clips yeah. of the movie we just watched. And I'm like, no, I want to see behind the scenes. Or that, that I don't clip of see. Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug, <laughs> where he's just like, I'm in a green, like a morph suit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they don't, they stopped telling you how they actually like did anything. Yeah. And it was just fluff. Um, so I remember owning DVD for this movie as well and like watching the behind the scenes um, over and over again because it was so interesting uh, all the stuff like um, like I remember that rumor about uh, Christopher Walken filing down his teeth <laughs> but I think they like talk about like the fake teeth that they did for him and they talk about how like Christopher Walken didn't know how to ride a horse <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a thing and like how Johnny Depp like did all his own stunts. Was Christopher but... Walken too used to walking everywhere? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, Brent, I'm Christopher Walken. I'm not Christopher Ryden. Right. <laughs> um, if you need that, call but... Winona Ryder. <laughs> uh, it's so bad, but it's so good. Um, but the the other thing I really loved about this film is like the the set design. Yeah, is just so good, and like and it's the costumes. so moody, and their color, yes. the way they use color, if I remember correctly, is really cool. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna snuggle up with Brett here and and say that I think we will find watching this this time around. The, the set design will feel like it was all just built in a soundstage. Like, Ooh. it feels oh, very soundstage-y. 
Because once you plant that seed, that shit grows. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know why that's a problem because (laughs) Princess Bride is all shot in the soundstage too. Like I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Like, well, when it feels like we're watching something on a soundstage, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, so it's like the difference between Princess Bride and Legend. Right, right, but like I, don't know I what think point the you're visuals making. in Legend were really cool. Wait, like I personally thought they were pretty cool. It's just the story sucked, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think like I think it allowed them to get a very stylized look on this movie that I don't think they could have otherwise done. And I think I just remember specifically thinking it looked really really cool i do know for a fact that they did build because i remember from the behind the scenes they built the city front so like the town not city but the town that ichabod um arrives at they like built the facades of all those houses so like exterior some exteriors are real but there is stuff with like the tree and in the forest where it's on the sound stage but i think it allowed them to get like a really cool look yeah film I do remember the movie looking kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, visually, I think this film is pretty striking, and I don't think, I think visually it'll hold up personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's just because that's like, I mean, that's Tim Burton's thing, right? <laughs> you know, if it's gonna do anything, it's gonna be visually interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I feel like, unfortunately, that's Tim Burton's thing. Like, at least it looked good. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah. honestly, like, do you really uh, need a fabulous story if it's just fun to watch? Like, I, well, didn't, I didn't need it for Interstellar. True. Well, call, call Michael Bay and ask him that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, That's true. I mean, okay, we can get into a whole nother podcast on Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. But I will say Michael Bay is like the glitter of TV. Like, it's just too much sparkle, too much of this, too much... The bedazzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Like, you um, gotta use it. Yeah. You gotta know how to balance. But, uh, fun fact, I was so obsessed with this film that I not only read the original Sleepy Hollow, but I also did a stage performance with some friends of a scene of this film. That's awesome. Yeah, where I can't remember if I played Ichabod or not. But we did it for, like, a talent show. And we were, like, very serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so I, w- I was pretty obsessed with this movie for quite a while. I'm, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm curious if the, I think the set design and the costumes will hold up, but I'm not so sure about the CG. We will see. Yeah, I can't imagine the CG holding up, but I hope I'm yeah. wrong. Oh, this seems like a I, movie that shouldn't have any CG. Right. And I'm not sure if it does or not, but I am I feel like there's something with the actual pumpkin head. Yeah. You know, like, to give it an expression and, like, fake flames and stuff I mean, like what, that. what was so this, I, 1999? Right. 93. Or, no, 99, yeah. So sorry. the same year that uh, Lost is... This is this is the year of the worst CG. <laughs> but I, I, I think <laughs> oh, no. you're right, Brad. I don't think there's... I don't think this is that type of movie. Yeah? No? Yeah. Uh, there's not going to be a lot? I see, don't think see, so. I, I think it's a lot like of practical was stuff. Also, according to, to IMDb, 
there is CG. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, if there's no CG, oh God, I think I it'll be good. What the CG is. Oh. oh, it's gonna be so bad, guys. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. no. I, I'm not predicting that the CG holds up. No. I, I think that'll be the thing that'll be bad. Yeah, of course it's gonna be bad. It can't be good. Yeah. I do feel like we have to acknowledge how stupid children are because both of you mentioned <laughs> you didn't say whether you believed it or not, but mentioned this pervasive idea that Christopher Walken filed his teeth down. Like, it was like if, a common rumor when the film came out. That is a dumb thing for people to have any faith in. Like, yeah, why well, I was, an actor would just like, yeah, I'm so dedicated was, to like, this film. I was 12. 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, children like, are we dumb. Were very young. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure for it's, calling us we're going to watch this and it's just going to look like he fucking like grease penciled his teeth pointy. Yeah. No. No. I don't think so. It's not that bad. Mm. Um, but the, an interesting, fun, like, Sleepy Hollow fact for you is that uh, Ichabod Crane in this film is, like, kind of like a medical examiner or, you know, like a, a morgue, somebody who works in a morgue. But in the original story, he was actually a schoolhouse teacher. Yeah. Like, in the Disney version, he's a schoolhouse teacher. Well, in the in the book, he is as well. Interesting. Yeah. So he, and he's, like, very... I mean, I like, I think Johnny Depp does a good job at portraying, like, mousy, cowardly in this film, but he's, like, even more, like, mousy, cowardly in the original story. Johnny Depp is the embodiment of mousy, cowardly. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably true. All right. Well, let's let's check it out and see whether it holds true to all those expectations. So we're going to watch Sleepy Hollow from 1999, and then we'll jump back on the mic and see what we think. Dun, dun, really dun. Like pumpkins for some reason that's unrelated and not explained in the movie. Isn't that like a Christmas song? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. A Nightmare Before Christmas song. It is not good King Wenseless. No? Well, I guess we should address how much this movie stole from Futurama. What? Because it's they were making it right at the turn of the millennium, and they wanted to make a whole big deal about it, okay. so they sent it at the other turn of the millennium. Time out, because what? the turn of the millennium happens uh, 200 years later, right? Yeah, that's a good point. A millennium would be a thousand years. I think so they it wasn't the wrong word. Well, it was, the movie was made in 1999, and so was Futurama. So Futurama was set in 2099, and this was set in 1799, and they made a whole big deal about it being the millennium, but Brett made a good point, is that it wasn't the millennium. No. Mm-hmm. So they tried to steal something from Futurama and failed. Well, the original story is set in, seven, in the 1790s. Yeah, it's so 1790, but this made it specifically 1799 to 1800. Yeah. And he said millennium. Yeah, they said <laughs> totally did. And they were wrong. They're well, just bad at stuff. I guess that just ruins the whole movie then. It's over. Yeah, I'm glad that's the thing you're <laughs> So much on. of this movie relied on the exact date. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. Um. So, Nick, did you? Well, you're going straight to me. I am. Miranda Richardson. Did we not talk about her? No, nope, I didn't, I I didn't talk about her. I did have her on the list, but yeah, I mean, she's kind of a big deal. She was in Lost in Space and other things. That was it. She was in Lost in Space, <laughs> right? She plays the the villain chick. Is that not Miranda villain Richardson chick. in the new Lost in Space? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm getting her mixed up with somebody else. But Miranda Richardson was also in Harry Potter. She she really? was Rita Skeeter, 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 Skeeter. Oh yes, yep. yes. and then um, also Uncle Vernon. Yeah, I thought was you in were this. Say yeah. this movie stole a lot from, from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. You mean all the actors? Yeah. <laughs> all the actors. <laughs> all the actor in that oh, fucking pedo and one pedophile person. Yeah, which Brett didn't mm. recognize, and I had to point out. Yeah, pedophile. Person. The the Jeffrey princi- Jones. Yeah, the principal from Ferris Bueller. Uh, he's a <laughs> yes, we have had this discussion. I'm certain, but oh. yes, he's. Awful. I don't remember the details. It might have been like child porn or something. Oh no! Yeah, and he's so oh. good in Ferris Bueller and also in Ravenous, but it's tough when, oh. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he's ravenous for Ugh. uncomfortable. So I have questions. All right, let's okay, hear them. Do it. What was happening in that courtroom scene in the beginning? Yo. I don't know. I do want to talk about that. <laughs> right? It was I and mean, clearly the storytellers needed to have somebody yelling at him for his investigative techniques. But what was happening before Christopher Lee was yelling at him? Was there a trial of some sort? Did the trial have anything to do with, I don't know, Sleepy Hollow? It was Ichabod Crane on trial because I don't think he can send an investigator as a form of punishment to another town if that investigator is oh, not on happens. trial. I think that happens all the time. Is if you make your superiors angry, they can totally like reassign yeah, you. But this for is sure. sure like, but that's in a real the courtroom, like the judge isn't his superior. The judge should have been hearing. A trial, maybe? Yeah, I think what it was is that Ichabod was defending the, like, poor people that were getting thrown into jail. Okay. And it was causing waves with all the city folk. And they were like, you want to solve a mystery? Go solve a real mystery. Yeah, but what we're led to believe in that scene is that this guy, he was defending his, his innocence or guilt is based on the outcome of the Sleepy Hollow thing. <laughs> no, I didn't get that from that scene at all. What I got from that scene is the person he was defending uh, uh, confessed under torture. And Ichabod Crane was trying to make the point that this confession is not real. He gave the confession under torture and our methods for getting confessions and solving crimes are outdated and antiquated. So, okay, mm-hmm. so what's weird about the sentence that was handed down was that there was no sentence handed down to the person on trial. That's what I'm saying. I mean, in, that's what's weird about that scene. scene. In the part of the scene that we saw, but that's okay. because he was speaking out of turn. And so basically the judge was saying, I can either hold you in contempt of court or I can reassign you. And the judge basically chose, I'm going to reassign you because Ichabod still spoke up 
to the judge even after he said, I'll hold you in contempt of court. So did he just stop that caring about the guy in the in the chains? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy's like, am I innocent? Or, oh, you shut up. We're talking to this other guy now. It felt important. That scene's broken. <laughs> like, the scene should be, you know, from his direct police superior yeah. to him. Yeah. But that was the direct police superior standing next to the judge. Okay. Then that's the guy who should have been yelling at him. In a completely separate place from a courtroom. Mm-hmm. But judges weird can do scene. whatever they want when it's old-timey times. I don't know. I mean, have you heard? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's old-timey I don't, I don't think it worked the same way back ha- then. Have you heard the I new think... season of Serial? I feel like judges can do whatever they want today. Like, yeah. it's not that far-fetched, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, basically, it's the same thing that happens in uh, Hot Fuzz. Except it's not a punishment in Hot Fuzz. Well, actually, I think it is, but it's like the same story mechanic, you know? Like, he's just being, he's an upstart, and he's being sent off because he's causing too much waves. That's like the point of the scene. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but was he a lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) He was a constable, so I, I don't think he was necessarily a lawyer, but I think he was working on the case and probably called as a witness. Or perhaps, you know, something to that sort. I don't, I just don't think it's important. I, I was the catalyst for that, the whole that's movie, the, so, you know. That's <laughs> that's an interesting perspective. You don't think it's important. I don't think the screenwriter thought it was important. Yeah. They just wanted some scenario where a judge was yelling at him and didn't worry about that making any damn sense. I think you're trying to apply modern day logic to a... a, a like we're bound by reason ash a, a law system yeah and it didn't the the law system back then didn't have any reason that's like ichabod's whole point in the you know it's it's not based in real science i did like fact. that one line uh when when he's like i need to uh you know look at the bodies and he's like oh and what cut them open what are we heathens and then they then they walk in that mm-hmm. dude and just throw him into a fucking pit <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, for the time, like, his ideas uh, were very radical and, you know, not welcome, the idea of cutting open bodies, for sure. I mean, if anybody's ever listened to Sawbones, you've already heard a lot of that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Sawbones covers that pretty well. So, speaking of being bound by reason. (laughs) Okay. Why did Miranda Richardson need the Headless Horseman? I was, yeah, because she, I don't understand. Also. Kid logic. <laughs> what? I, wait, I, did I, maybe she just covered really important details all too quickly, but like, I didn't quite understand why she needed all of those other people to die. Uh, she explained. I know yeah, she, she explains it, but the, like. Anybody who knew that there was a will that passed the money away from her and to somebody else but, had to die or knew about the marriage and, and the unborn child. But, but what it, it, the- I think we're meant to believe that she needed a killer to kill people for her. Yet in the course of executing this plan, she killed two people. Okay. How did she kill them? Well, she cut their heads off. But, so why does she need the headless horseman? Because Nick, well, if you have a headless horseman, you use a headless horseman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> totally. Actually, 
actually okay. like why Brett not? makes a very fucking valid point right here. At, yeah. at what cost? It's I'm I'm going to make a deal with Satan. Like she literally said, made, making a deal with Satan. But she was like seven or whatever. Like that shit was done. She's like, ah man, maybe I shouldn't have promised my soul to the devil. But like, <laughs> guess I might as well use yeah. it now. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I think also she yeah. wanted to appear as innocent as possible. Yeah. What I will say is the point in her plot that doesn't make any sense to me is when she faked her own death and then somehow assumes that she's going to come back from death and like take possession of all the riches in the land. Like, isn't everyone going to be like, but you die. I, I guess her explanation at that point would just be the truth, which is he didn't kill me. He killed the maid. Yeah. Like, Except she killed the maid. Yeah, but they don't know well, that. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah. the, the husband dude was like, he killed her. And then, you know, like. But the whole cutting the, the thing in her hand was like a way mm. for her to have positive <laughs> identification of the dead yeah, body. Yeah, was that all that yeah. was? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. What did she do that for? Yeah, no, that was totally. She did that so that Ichabod would think that that body was her. Because Ichabod brings up earlier in the movie how, like, you have no positive identification for these bodies. Yeah. Because the head's yeah. gone. And so she cut her hand, knowing that he was watching her, on purpose so that when the body showed up with the cut in it, Ichabod would assume that she was Okay, because it yeah. looked like some witch shit going on. Yeah, it did. I think it was a little bit of that, too. But I, I don't quite understand that. She, she made, like, a whole point of being like, see? See my cut? You know? Like, she definitely wanted him to see yeah. it. Yeah. And she knew that he saw her cut. thought it. she was just a sex freak. Yeah. <laughs> She's I, definitely that, too. I she do was have to give her credit the for the ultimate power move, <laughs> which was... The the soldier, the Christopher Walken coming into the woods, and he's like, be quiet. Don't tell anybody I'm here. And she just snaps the stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking badass. <laughs> Technically not disobeying. Yep. Yeah, I have a lot of questions, guys. I'm sorry. You oh, do? Wow. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. But, like, I just don't understand a lot of things. I think it's because a lot of things were talked at me instead of shown. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because what are they gonna, like? What's the extended scene with the will writing? Like, <laughs> do they do they just keep flashing back to the writing of the will? P.S. Like, if my daughter dies, then give all the money to her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Why did the little kid have to die? That's a good question. Yeah, I, know, I, I guess... mean, I think the assumption would be that he overheard conversation yeah also or that the horseman is just thorough he's a good killer yeah and And that was the most terminator scene of the movie like that was the most enjoyable part watching the kid getting murdered yeah it was a very tense scene you know hiding under the floorboards and the the mother's eyes falling in the cracks of the you know? I love the little thing that's like casting the shadows on the wall during oh yeah which also cast a shadow with the raised axe I mean, oh, I uh, that, that that was a well orchestrated tense scene. Mm-hmm. How big are your eyes? My eyes are like that. That they had huge cracks in their floor. That I do buy in like a colonial era era Dutch village that you know they didn't have all the supplies we might have. Mm-hmm. I could see cracks in the floor. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, if you have big cracks, 
You can just sweep the dirt away. That's true. Yeah. You just sweep it right into the floor. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is boring and probably not anything you care about, but most houses in those days usually just had a dirt floor. Oh, so these were uh, upper lower class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Upper lower. laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess it's, um, you know, n- no go on the, the positive female character there. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when he just takes out a piece of cardboard with pictures on both sides and spins it on a string, and she goes, magic! Yeah. I, I lost all respect for that character. Yeah, she was not awesome and willful like I thought at all. It was kind of yeah. a bummer. Um, also, there was weird well, corpse rape shit going on there at the end. Well, the rapey well, corpse. Yeah, the the Christopher Walken oh. like eats yeah. her face off. I mean, to her credit, I think optical illusions at that time period were probably mind-blowing. Like, the first time people saw film, they thought an actual train was driving towards them. So I could totally believe that she would be fooled by something like that in that time (laughs) period. It was a piece of cardboard on a string. And they presented it to us as, this is the thing that entertains children. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a big leap from a piece of cardboard on a string to a film projector. Yeah. And and I don't think anybody like there's that that story of the the film of the train scaring people. I definitely think people were startled. I do not think people believed a train was coming at them. Yeah. I I think the you common know? stories that I thought kids thought that's what was happening and that kids would frequently like mm-hmm. wet their pants in the theaters. When they saw the yeah, train I thing. Mean, the, I've heard that people ran from the theater, right? Yeah. yeah I could certainly see being startled. Yeah, I think you, I you've never expected that. to see anything like that. Like, but Literally on the second day, though, like all those people who ran on the first day are like hella embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Just like when those like viral videos go around with like the jump scares in them. You know, like the first granny or two that gets them emailed to them, like gets internet famous for their reactions. And everyone else is like, skeleton's going to jump out in this puppy video, isn't it? You know? it, it, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Always got my back. <laughs> oh, the other creepy rapey thing. Um, and you guys are both. Oh, sorry. Not creepy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Not creepy rapey thing. Other like sexist thing. Dude, Christina Ricci was 19 years old in this movie. Ooh, casting. Mm. I was wondering about this. Do you know how old Johnny Depp was? Guessing 35. 36. Good guess. Nice. Gross. Way gross. Well, that's not the first or last time. Also, whoever decided to turn her blonde, that was a mistake. Yep. No, that shit doesn't work. She just looked anemic. Yep. Well, that is the Tim Burton style. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean, women. Yeah, he, yeah. I totally. need those sick women. <laughs> Translucent skin. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the the sister witch was very Helena Bonham Carter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, dude has a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, mean, yeah. Why did she have to murder her sister? Because she helped Ichabod. Just for shits and giggles. She helped Ichabod? Her sister helped Ichabod? Yeah, she pointed him to the tree. 
What? Did you watch this? Yes. Movie? Why did Remember I not? Remember that part like, where there was the witch not... and she cut off the bird's oh, head? Oh, oh, And then she oh. was like, yo, this is where all of the She's plot like, stuff happens. Here. Oh. Yeah, go to the <laughs> this is where okay, all the plot stuff so happens. I, <laughs> I didn't realize that was her sister. Okay, Uh-oh. no, that makes sense now. We only really okay. found out at the end when she's like, BT Dubs, my sister was the witch. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I think it made a lot of sense because she talked about them living in the yeah, woods no, together it, and how their mother was a it witch. It makes sense so. now, for sure. And Brett, I extra like what you're saying. Like, this is where all the plot happens. <laughs> because once again, think about it. The very end of the movie, the Headless Horseman is chasing down the people who Miranda Witch- Richardson wants dead. Where does Miranda Richardson want to go? Does she really want to go to that tree and bring the the skull with her? The one thing that could stop him and stop her entire plan? Yeah. She's going to that tree because that's where plot happens. But her best move would be to stay far, far away from that tree. This is this is my new this is my new favorite thing. It, it, it's the plot tree. Yeah. Plot tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think what we're what we're finding out is that Miranda Richardson's character was just not very good at planning. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if well, no, that's why she had to keep murdering people, yeah. right? <laughs> like sand slipping through your fingers. It kind of had like a like a King of the Ashes g- vibe going on. Like, if, if you kill the entire town, like what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Take the money and go to another town. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't. That's something need I the think town. about, like the 1700s. Like you think about killing the whole town. <laughs> well, I think of how easy it would be to just disappear, go to yeah. another town, be another person. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, like with the servant girl, she's like, "Oh, she ran away." Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that's the seed for a lot of westerns. Like you can just show up in another place and say, "Here's who I am." You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a doctor, yeah. you know. That's. I mean, literally, like, yeah, that happened a lot. Yeah, it's that's fascinating to me. That was like a serial killer mo, in fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a like silly serial killer could really hotel. flourish pre 1800. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's that murder hotel that guy built just to murder people. What? Wow. It's, like real? Uh, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, this is for real. I think it was in Colorado. There's a Sawbones episode about it, I think. But he basically, like, is it Sawbones? That doesn't Maybe sound like else. a Sawbones episode, but you never know. You're right. It might, last <laughs> podcast? It might be last yeah. podcast on the left. Uh, but this guy, like, uh, built this whole whole hotel with, like, secret passageways and like whatnot. Where he hotel Royale? Ooh, yes. I don't know. What that's the movie. movie that, that's out. I haven't seen it yet, oh. and I really want to. Okay, we won't say anything. Okay, continue with the murder hotel. <laughs> oh, he just, like, murdered a bunch of people. But secret. I think he pretended to be a doctor, too. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds legit. <laughs> oh, cool. That was basically, like, the cover-up for a lot of serial killers. They're like, but I'm a doctor. Yep. That's why I have body parts yeah. here. Yeah, or the just skipping Gross. town thing was, like, uh, also last podcast, that Albert Fish dude. He's like, I'm oh, going to kill yeah. kids. And then every time he's like, hey, are you killing kids? He's like, nah, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Wow. Murderers suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're coming out on a firm stance there. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting political. All right. All right, so Sam, 
Okay, I know I've done a lot of shit talking, but I thought this was really fun. Yeah? Thank God, because you're, like, breaking my heart over there. Jesus. I mean, it's one of those movies where I don't think, like, like, in terms of cinema, it's, like, a great movie, you know? <laughs> but it's so much fun, and it's, like, really campy and cheesy, but it's pretty much what I said before. Like, it just embodies the spirit of Halloween and fall, and it's... I would watch it again. It is very autumnal. Yes. <laughs> With all the death trees. Good use of aut- autumnal. I was surprised at how Tim Burtony it was. And your call, Nick, about it being like Sweeney Todd was spot on. Like there was so much like paint blood spray everywhere for no reason. Mm. Yeah, I feel like Tim Burton really had a fucking hard on for like spraying people with a single line of blood in the face in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, they were having fun just, as he was hacking at the tree. It's just just breaking my heart. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. The, and like, I think it's you can see here like the roots of Ash's future cinema style <laughs> with like, oh, it's really funny to spray people yeah. with copious amounts I mean, of blood. Like, I, I think it's hilarious. It is, and I think you are finding the humor in it. I don't think he intended it to be that funny. Yeah, I, feel I like think it he, was a joke once in yeah. the movie, and the rest of them were pretty serious. Um, I mean, I remember watching the behind the scenes, and they talked about how I, I think it was supposed to be funny, okay. like yeah, both times. Yeah, I mean, it happened like, like I, I, five or six times. It happened a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did love about it was this—the red herring of the seal on the envelope. You know, it's over the opening credits, and we're meant to think it's a pool of blood, but it's just the melted wax for the seal. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good visual gag. Mm-hmm. Really, you thought it was a pool of blood? Huh. Oh yeah, I, I think you're supposed to think that. When it first drips in, it's all bloody. It's just so thick. It's like too thick. I mean, none of the blood really looked like realistic blood. No, so. it doesn't look like real blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's way too saturated. And it wasn't sure. like consistently saturated. Like sometimes it was like candy apple red. Sometimes it was like orangey red. Um, but I did like how they kind of muted the background out. And then... It really made the blood colors pop. Yeah, I think they were trying to make it look like paintings of the time period. Huh. Like, if you look at paintings of the time period, the, the color palette of this movie is very much like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that sort of muted, earthy colors, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Totally. No, one thing I was wrong about is it did not feel like soundstage the whole time no no and i feel like i'm thinking of something else there's another movie of this level where it was just a bummer because it just felt like it was i think it's the never-ending story oh yeah yeah it really does like soundstage in that movie yeah that there was a there was like one shot where i was like oh i do see kind of this the back wall but it was only because you like put that yeah, vision exactly. in my mind, and mm. I was like looking for it. But um, yeah, they shot this at Shepperton Studios mm. in um, in England, mm. and it's like I believe it's like one of the biggest studio spaces that they have, so that they could like build, like they built like this huge forest 
for it. And like a lot of those shots are in a soundstage mm. environment. And it's, it's really impressive. Again, if you watch the behind the scenes for it, they, they show this like huge area they built for it. Yeah. I thought it was really cool looking. I don't know. I liked all the art and honestly, like the one CG scene wasn't that bad. It, right. Yeah. I was the surprised. effects totally held up. There were a couple yeah. CG scenes, but that yeah. one, yeah, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Many of them were not distracting. <laughs> one yeah, or two of yeah. them were very distracting, but but not but not like lost in space level distracting. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was surprised with the the like skull reforming and growing. Yeah, flesh like that was pretty well done. And the whole time I'm right thinking, in. why is this painful? Like he's, he's like really suffering through that, and I'm not sure that would be a painful thing. Hmm. Was he suffering, or was he like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's the yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, muscle tissue. Mm. The gigantic spider in this film. <laughs> the kids, the kids, like, don't worry, it's just a spider. And I was like, that is not no, just a spider. No, that kid has seen some fucked up shit. If he thinks that's just a spider, <laughs> yeah. you mean that tiny is- John Cusack? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. I'm like, that's, that's no spider. Well, yeah, that was, if that happened in my house, I would be like, well, we're just burning the house down now. Yeah. We don't live here. Yeah. Anymore. No, you Bye. Yeah. You light it on uh, fire and then you submit your insurance claim. Oh, what was wrong? Oh, there was a spider. Yeah. A spider. Had, you don't understand. I had to burn it down. Well, I love this film. <laughs> I still like it. I think it's really fun. And uh, I think what's really interesting about it that I never realized before is that this film kind of takes two different types of stories and combines them. Mm. So it, it takes, like, the monster in the house, like, monster after you story, and it takes a whodunit and shoves them together. Yeah, which totally. I don't know that I've really seen before or after. And I thought that was kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it is a murder mystery, but there very much is a supernatural, scary monster. Yeah. I mean, and I, it was a clue, but the murder weapon was a monster. Yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. think after that kind of that scene where the townspeople trick him into thinking that they're the headless monster, you know, I think it kind of sets up the audience to believe that it's not real. You know, well, that's. That's the story, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like when Casper Van Dien reveals that he was faking and he there was no real horseman, that's the end of the story. Is that the story? Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember the really? original. I don't remember that. I thought it was. I mean, it, it certainly real. didn't end with a real headless horseman. Well, it's a story. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. This real. is clearly the far superior version, right, Ash? Like this version. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you want a real headless horseman in the story? <laughs> Depends on what tri- what type of story you're trying to tell. It's true. It says on Wikipedia, it says, although the nature of the headless horseman is open into interpretation, the story implies that the ghost was really wrong. So you are kind of correct, I guess, but they don't conclusively hmm. say it. I'm going to conclusively say there's no ghosts. <laughs> But uh, I, th- I think they have a fun interpretation of the story in this. Yeah, I agree. It's super fun. And like, I don't know. I'd watch it again. So there's a category of movies. I, I think you'll appreciate this, Brett. 
it, it, it's hard to describe. <laughs> I think of them as Tropic Thunder movies. Huh. What? Right? Because it, it, in the beginning of Tropic Thunder, it began with a bunch of fake movie trailers, you know, that were so crazy and over the top. Wouldn't it be ridiculous if they made this movie? Right? That's what this movie feels like. What about a Sleepy Hollow movie by Tim Burton? You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's ridiculous because nobody would actually make that movie. That movie is the joke. Is is that like the Key and Peele sketch about Gremlins 2? Yes. It's exactly Kind that. of? <laughs> it's like Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane. Like, that's a punchline. It's not a movie that you actually make. I don't know. They made it, and I'm glad they did. All right. Yeah, I mean... I was going to say the Rotten Tomatoes score for it is pretty good. I think generally people like this film. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty popular movie. What is the score? Like, uh, let me guess, like the... 69. Nice. This <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was for Patrick. <laughs> uh, well, I had to pull it up because uh, you are incredibly close. The... The critic rating is 68%, <laughs> but the audience rating is 80%. Okay. You can't. So generally, audiences really like it. can't trust it. that audience. Yeah. I feel like you just can't trust uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This, th- that is the, the true report. It's, yeah. it's too subjective, and, like, people really get on the hate train real quick and, like, dismiss really good movies. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's like judging an in and out and the French laundry on the same system. You know, that's not really fair. <laughs> like, not every movie is trying to be the French laundry. And not, you know, if you went into the French laundry expecting a greasy, delicious burger, you're going to be sad. See, this this brings me to my review of the film. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, which is that uh, some movies aspire to be you know, the ballet. Sometimes you get pop and lock and hip hop dancing. This movie was kind of like river dance, uh, in that, like <laughs> it starts up and like everybody's dancing together and it's like, and you're like, all right. Yeah. And then like a couple minutes into it, you're like, okay. Yeah. We're coming back around to that. And they're still just stomping. And then you realize the show goes on for another hour and a half. And it's like, Okay. Well, it was cool, and it's, I guess it's just as cool for an hour and a half, but, uh, I don't, I'm just not into it. Uh, and I think it's the, have I talked before about the, the Tim Burton look and how I'm just done? Yeah, that's that. It's really just that. Like, the movie was, wasn't bad. Like, the story was fun, and the, the, you know, most of the stuff that happened was fun. I'm just tired of the Tim Burton look because it's, Every single thing has to be, like, so interesting. Like, his shitty Zoom goggle, one eyepiece thing. Uh, yes. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I would have I loved that had it been the only time I've ever seen it. But it's but it's an every Tim Burton thing. If, if you were to look at that still and, were, and somebody were to ask you, who made the film in which this still appears? You can answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 100% of the time. It's like... Uh, What's what's wrong with that? I feel like you can say the same thing of Wes Anderson and of Quentin Tarantino. And to an extent, like, I don't and that that's true. Problem. But I mean, I agree with Brett. Like, it's an exhausting aesthetic. 
Yeah. I, my I cup think, runneth over. It's, I it's, think that's uh, what it is. Like, yeah, was the uh, that the built the villain from the Incredibles has it's the best line when everyone is special, nothing is. That's when every frame is special. <laughs> no, no frames are special. Like this is. Uh, it, it, it wore me out after a few minutes and then it's just like a regular movie, you know, it didn't, it wasn't like a movie with some really cool stuff in it. It was a movie with like, everything is really cool. So it's like hard to focus on anything or care about any of it. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys should check out like the chat. Like I felt like this was less like Tim Burton's style. And this is more like I was saying, they're trying to make paintings from that time period. So if you look at, like, this Wikipedia thing, like, you'll see paintings of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman from that time that look like they could have, take, like, come right out of this movie. Like, he was trying to recreate this painting. The moment in the film that felt Tim Burton-y to me that was over the top is when, at the end, Christina Ricci is wearing that ridiculous striped dress. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. She was wearing Beetlejuice's clothes. But, like, the rest of the film, to me, just feels like these old oil paintings. And I think it's, like, really interesting, um, an interesting look that he achieved really well. Yeah. Like, every frame feels like it could have been an oil painting, which I think is really cool. I don't think that's the part that feels heavy-handed, like, the backgrounds. I think it's those little touches, like... The yeah, little like details that scene where Christina Ricci's looking out the window and it's like, even, even like, Oh yeah, it can't just be a window. Like one of those things has to have like a big round, like weird thing. And like just every single, nothing is normal in Tim Burton world. And it's annoying. <laughs> and and because I agree with you, Brett, I'm going to put words in your mouth now. Okay. Um, it can be a good thing. And still not be something that I'm into. That. Like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. And and to illustrate that point, I would say, Brett, do you want some pizza right now? Oh, no. <laughs> no? But isn't pizza great? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the most I've ever agreed with your your statement about that. It's, it's, it's a yeah. cool thing that I am I'm over. You've had to. Yeah, much. something can be good and, and other people can like it. It's just... Not for me. Because mm-hmm. isn't arguably the first Transformers pretty good? Like it's a- Okay, no. you're off the show. No. God damn it. <laughs> I-, I would say the first Transformers is less bad than the rest. Really? I thought it was... I guess I haven't but, seen wait, it How old since- is that? Can we put that on the dock? Yeah. No, <laughs> we can't. There's definitely stuff to be enjoyed in that movie I, and, and mistakes that were made. It came out like 2007 or 8. Everybody pretty much liked the first one. Everyone was super hyped for the, the second one. Yeah. I think it came out even before 2007. Yeah. I feel like it came out when we were in high yeah. school. I, that, that was that That's when I watched to. it. My, Michael Bay showed up at the theater, and it was because it was the second Transformers movie, and everyone was like, all right, we're so pumped for this. Yeah. And then it went real bad. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. You were right, Sam. It was 2007. Right. Wow. I, I think what's more interesting about that is how many of those movies he's put out in 10 years. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a similar concept. Like how many movies has Tim Burton put out since nineteen ninety nine when this movie came out? Like there was that it his aesthetic was really cool and, and still pretty fresh when he was putting out a movie every four to five years. But then there was that yeah. span where he put out a movie literally like every year for like four or five years 
And I think that's kind of... It was around the time Alice in Wonderland yeah. happened, and everyone was like, okay, we're fucking done with you, Tim Burton. <laughs> See, for me, I think that's... You just put your finger on on it for me. Like, I really like the more, like, his original look and style, which I think this film falls in that category. Yeah. And then there's a point where his film started to push it over the top. And mm-hmm. and that for me was like the Alice in Wonderland, yeah. the Sweeney Todd, Charlie the and the Corpse Chocolate Factory. Ride. Yeah, like those for me were too much. But films like this and Beetlejuice, like I mean, you use the word Sam. Those little touches, like they're little touches in this yeah. film. It's not that heavy handed. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's a few things that are like, oh yeah, that's very Tim Burton. But like overall the film just feels like a historical. Yeah. I wonder if that's like the, it's the context of the podcast sort of thing for me Mm -hmm. about it is like, I think you're right. Uh, And I think that it's just at this point in time, it's yeah, Yeah. it, Yeah. it does. It didn't age well for me because of what happened to his style. And Mm -hmm. then now seeing it anywhere in the past is like, Oh, yeah, and, and different imagery triggers different things in different people, yeah. you know? Like, if, like, Ash and I, who really like the movie, you know, for us, it triggers, like, old-style Tim Burton, and it doesn't hit that kind of annoying nerve. Totally. So, for you guys, it obviously hits on, like, that over-the-top Cannot aesthetic. be unseen. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think it also says something for people who, like... You know, sometimes it helps with, like, creativity, I think, can be good when you have limitations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see these directors or filmmakers who, like, make something really good because they had limitations. Like, let's, I mean, for example, the big one, right, George Lucas, like, he had these limitations mm-hmm. in the original Star Wars films. And then he gets CG and it's limitless and suddenly it's, like, too much. You know, there's yeah. no one there. Mm-hmm. Or no physical obstacle to like yeah. real or like that. Spielberg well, I think and you Jaws. can see that specifically with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm. That he was Tim Burton was there, but he was it was like his first major film. He was a director for hire. There was a specific aesthetic required for that movie, and he was limited, but he did manage to get some crazy shit in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most enjoyable of of his movies. Yeah. Just but, him put in a box. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he he needs that. I think he needs somebody reeling him back. Definitely. Oh, my God. I forgot he did Mars Attacks. Oh. Here. That was Tim Burton. Dang, dang. You should watch that dang, one. Dang, 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 dang. I remember liking Mars Attacks. I remember being the only one who liked Mars Attacks. I've never and seen everybody it. everybody hating obviously, it. Obviously, because Aliens. I only got to the point where Michael J. Fox died, and then I was too sad and distraught to continue watching because I was a Boy, child. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Shit. And it happens in the first, like, one minute. It really does. <laughs> uh, I want to get back to, like, how, I mean, like I said before, I think the set design and the costumes yeah. in this film are just phenomenal. Like, the, the attention to detail and, like, of course, Colleen Atwood did the costumes for this. Like, every time she does costumes, they're just amazing. Like, anytime you've seen a period piece and the costumes are good, it's probably her. She does mm-hmm. an amazing job. And just, like, the fabrics and the colors. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the costumes look it's, great. Oh yeah, all everyone's costumes. I have never been able to keep my collar that straight with my head <laughs> attached. Uh huh. Like that. Well, that's the interesting thing. The collar on the headless horseman—that's CG. Okay. Because the actor is wearing a green screen. Yeah, it's really like, hard to tell, like where, uh, like where the physical and the and the visual effects meet there. Because mm-hmm. it's like you can see down into the shirt. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. It it was interesting. The um I'm trying to remember who the stunt performer was, but I You think know, I looked it up stunt. and couldn't find it because I was convinced it had to be Ray Park, but IMDB oh. did not have a credit, at least in the list of actors. So I guess we're to assume that Christopher Walken did all of those fighting scenes. <laughs> no, he definitely didn't. There was a stunt. Person, but sure. I think like it was a stunt person doing their best impression of Christopher Walken. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it definitely felt like Ray Park, like you know, Darth Maul. Like it, it looked yeah. like the same Ooh, sort of guy. Oh, it is. It's it is at the bottom. It says it, there's a stunt category on IMDb. It says Ray Park fight double headless Whoa. horseman. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. so he's not listed as an actor. Also, no. Yeah. These days he would be, but. Oh, absolutely. At that point, yeah. I guess he's just stunt coordinator. Another uh, tie-in to Star Wars, Rick Heinrichs. He was the production designer or art director. Oh. And what about Ian McDermott? He was the 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 um, Chancellor Palpatine is in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Emperor Palpatine or whatever. Yep. Yeah. They just they took a lot of people for this movie. That I, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Like I recognized almost every actor. Yeah, I always remember the, the, just the casting in this movie is it's pretty fun. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. Everyone really fit, and like Miranda Richardson did a great job of playing that sort of like beautiful woman that has something like kind of off about her. Yeah, I love her line, too, when they're, like, running into the windmill, and she's like, oh, watch your head, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, she's great, like, like so sneaky. She has good lines. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I thought was interesting about the writing in this film is usually uh, in a film, in screenwriting, another character will state the theme of the movie mm. to the main character, but in this movie, the main character, Ichabod Crane, states the theme of the movie to Katrina when he says, the truth is not always as it seems, mm-hmm. when he's, like, twisting the little illusion thing. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So should we get some final thoughts on this thing? Uh, well, I think Ash and I already gave our final thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was. I, I feel like I hit most of my final thoughts there. I, I don't think it was a bad movie. Uh, and it probably would have been a good movie, except I don't like the imagery anymore. For me, it's not just about that imagery, although that's a factor. I just thought it was pretty boring. Like, it wasn't particularly interesting. And if you look at Edward Scissorhands and just the amount of just just charm that drips off of that movie, the charm is missing in this one. Hmm. Hmm. All right. But yeah, it just it didn't really excite me. Okay. Sorry, Sam. That's okay. You don't have to like it, but 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree that Edward Scissorhands is more charming, like in a, probably a better movie. But I don't think because Edward Scissorhands is better, it takes away from the enjoyment of this movie. For me. Yeah. I think it's a different yeah. style of film too. Like Edward Scissorhands, like he has to be charming. Otherwise he's a monster, you know? Mm. So but in this it's literally like a who done it crime solving thing. So mm-hmm. and a period piece. More more of a Christopher Axe hands. Christopher Axe hands. <laughs> Christopher Sharp teeth. Yeah. Oh, that was nasty. He, cut, he cuts hair with his teeth. By the way, <laughs> did anyone? I I couldn't quite tell, but I I joked at the beginning, but it really kind of looked like they just colored his like teeth in, or had like a really weird tooth prosthetic. Well, clearly, I of course it was a tooth prosthetic. But yeah, like, it's definitely a tooth. Like prosthetic. in between the whites, there was a black. Like it wasn't it wasn't sharp teeth. It was just like this solid block of something. I think you were just watching on your low quality rip. Maybe. That had bad hey, quality. It was a DVD rip. I mean, yeah. how else would you like that handled? Yeah. W- that's a good point. Should they pull his teeth from his skull so that they could have made a more convincing <laughs> should, should he have? What do you want, yeah. Brad? Want should he have worn a green screen grill so that they could CG <laughs> oh, in the God. teeth? Oh, man. Yes. Okay. I mean, there, there, there. I guess you can get a more convincing effect with lots of CG, but then you run the risk of that looking fake. I mean, it's gonna look fake if there's like a real person with real lips over a CG teeth. Yeah, that can't look good in 1999. No, I mean they did accomplish a lot, though. Yeah, I think you were just seeing the gaps, right? Because there's definitely, it's definitely teeth. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just like the the prosthet the gums and the prosthetic are just yeah. Huge. Like here's another picture. Like it looked like it was over. Like you see, even that that first one you sent me. You look at his bottom teeth. The gums are, go all the way up to the top of the teeth. It's because his real teeth are behind the, these weird fake <laughs> teeth. You can see they like painted his real teeth black. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. That's what I thought I was seeing. That's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, you have to do that. Yeah. Well, totally. I'm, um, I'm unless he files I his actual teeth it. down. Well, I heard he did. <laughs> <laughs> from Fred. <Probably> <laughs> uh, I know. I probably heard that from Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I probably. I mean, we're watching uh, the movie, and I feel like you heard it from the movie. Because they say yeah, right? they say he filed his teeth down to look more scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like they li- that's they literally did. thing they said in the movie. <laughs> I know. Which makes me think maybe nobody in the real world ever said this. They just echoed that line from the movie, right? Yeah. Maybe. Well, I still loved it. I thought it was really fun and enjoyable, um, and and just a a good time. I really love the. For me, I love the visual aesthetic of this film. I love that it feels like an oil painting that's, like, moving and come to life from that era. Um, and I just love Christopher Walken as a bad guy. Really? Boobs is what sold you? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, there's some nice boobs in this there's movie, a, let's be there's honest. There's a lot of boobs. I was making fun of the scene when he was, like, his mom was spinning around and floating and she has oh, like yeah. this silhouette with like boobs sticking off mm. of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you mean not Alanis Morissette? 
Oh my god, I said that too. I told Brett she <laughs> yeah. looks like she looked like a cross between Alanis Morissette and an older Anna Kendrick. Oh, interesting. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But that yeah. She totally did look like that. Yeah, in the first so, shot I had to look her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Or even Fiona Apple. Oh yeah. Too. Um so I tweeted, as always, a photo of, you know, a still from the movie. And um, this one Twitter fan, LupinFan83, uh, told me that, did you know that there was a cartoon of this as well? Wow. What? Oh, oh, Disney, yeah. you mean. Or like a cartoon. Disney. What the, or there was a. I think so, yeah. Like yeah. Headless I guess Horseman there was... Saturday morning cartoon. No, no, not like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, but there Dis- was definitely a Disney movie. Um, yeah. The Adventures of okay. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Oh, no, like they did. No, no. they did Ichabod. And um, it's like the original story based on the book. And there's like a girl that wears a pink fluffy dress. And like Ichabod is the school teacher like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, if there's a series series that went on TV, I didn't know about that one. No, I think it's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's from, about. like, the... It's yeah. early, from, like, the 40s or 50s, I think. Oh, wow. It's old. Yeah, it's just interesting that, like, it seems like a lot of the Tim Burton-y stuff also was translated. I guess because he worked with Disney. Yeah, well, he went to CalArts to be a 2D animator, and yeah, he, he... He went to Disney school. He, he went to Disney school. He did. <laughs> and then he did. He worked at Disney <laughs> as an animator, 2D animator. I'm just mm, oh that's right. I'm just imagining Mickey walking in the room. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, Tim, what have you done? <laughs> I think I've said the I think I've told the story on um the podcast before, but in the animation industry, kind of the famous Tim Burton story is that he had to get his wisdom teeth pulled. Oh yeah, yeah you did say that. And he before, went yeah. into the office with like the day of his surgery, like and pulled out the cotton balls and was just like walking around with blood dripping out of his mouth, scaring everyone in the office. <laughs> so, I mean, that honestly, I don't know what other type of movie you'd expect from the man that I, did that. That's like, you know what? I like his sense. Of humor. <laughs> I'm just saying, Tim Burton and I, I think we're on the same wavelength. Uh, that's with the yeah, one the sense point yeah. of a practical joke, though, because the joke is, <laughs> "Aha! You thought I was bleeding, not aha! I am bleeding." <laughs> bleeding, yeah. bleeding, yeah. Yep. Uh, didn't I? Don't know. There's something hilarious about. Didn't it. Ron Swanson do exactly the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? I, he did, well, I think so. He had had his surgery like days ago and he faked pulling the tooth out with a pair of pliers. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I just watched that episode too. And he's in the meeting. He's like, oh, my tooth hurts. And everyone like <laughs> freaks out and Donna passes out. <laughs> it's good to develop a healthy amount of fear from your coworkers. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that is Sleepy Hollow. If you like this show, it's part of Last Stash TV network of content. It's this podcast and a YouTube channel with a drinking show and video game parodies and a lot of other fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we and just a reminder, because I think I only mentioned it once, but um, there is a whole behind the scenes series on Laugh Stash right now about our most recent project we're working on that um, Nick and I are working on. It's called 
Well, the behind the scenes series is called um, Zomcom Diaries, and it takes you through all the steps that we've taken to shoot this zombie piece called Infectious that is Nick's brainchild. Wood, wood. So check that out. Uh, there's like, I think there's five episodes out now. I should really know that. <laughs> My content. Whoops. Um, but definitely check that out um, if you're interested in that. Yeah, five episodes. And then there's an episode, speaking of blood, there's an episode that's coming out this week all about the zombie makeup. So our makeup artist, like, did this awesome stuff where she made the skin in the microwave <laughs> and like applied it and it's like it's so cool how she actually made the zombie That's makeup exciting. so very cool this week will be an episode on that but you can also follow us on twitter we're at laughstash tv on twitter or you can follow this podcast we're at let's rewatch where i do fun stuff like we'll do polls where you guys can choose the movie or today i tweeted a still from the film and um, S. Noel was the first one who, um, and it's it's Snoll, I guess. There's lots of S's in that name. <laughs> but uh, they guessed it first. So congratulations um, on that. And also Mitch tweeted that he was so excited that it was finally happening that we were watching. Woot <laughs> woot! <laughs> Yay, Mitch. So... We'll go on a little off script here, but this week, Brett and I had the awesome pleasure of attending a screening of Mail Order Monster at the Portland Film Festival. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. with previous guest Paulina Laguti, and it was awesome, guys. It was a really well-acted, well-written story, and we had a really great time watching it, and we're really excited for Paulina because... It is being released on just about every streaming platform next week oh, on yeah. November 6th. Oh, is it the, so, I was going to ask that, and then I realized you probably didn't know, and then I started searching for it, and then you did know. I did, yeah. Uh, so November 6th, it's going to be out everywhere. Yep. Uh, she said on Amazon, on iTunes, Google Play. Um, I think it's going to be on Stars as well. So you should definitely check it out and they follow. Got a good distribution deal. Yeah. Nice. They, wow. Cool. It's really exciting for them. We're really happy. So. So it's not going to theaters though. Um. No, it's not going. To, well, only through film festivals. So, and this was the end of their film tour. So yeah, people can check it out on streaming. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, if you like our podcast. Please give us a positive review on iTunes or Google Play Music or Spotify. Or just tell people about us. Yeah, tell people about <laughs> us. Yeah, Get on the tell socials. Your Share a link. Mm-hmm. As always, we have that Facebook group too where, like, you know, Luna's super active and Mitch is super active. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just Let's Rewatch Podcast. It's a closed group that you can join and you can. Tell us how wrong you think we are or how right you think we are and talk to other people who feel or don't feel the same way. Yeah. And if any of those awesome people that Brett and I met at the Portland Film Festival tuned in for our podcast, join the Facebook group and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Met a lot of a lot of cool people. Right on. So make sure your podcast feeds are up to date and tell your friends and check back in another two weeks for another episode of Let's Rewatch. Uh, next week. We're going to watch 
the positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader murdering mom. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. Alleged? <laughs> like it's like maybe she murdered people, but maybe not. Yeah, we'll Perhaps. 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 Perhaps.